You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my friends. How are you doing? I hope that you're doing amazing and that you are ready for today's episode. We are going to talk about habit cycle. I'm going to focus specifically on binge eating uh, habit cycle. However, the information from this episode, you can totally use it also uh, to break other unwanted habits you have. Maybe it's a habit of overeating, emotional eating, overspending and so on. This episode is for you. And please stay till the end because I've got special bonus for you. This episode is great anyway, so you want to listen to it anyways, whether there's a bonus at the end or not. And first, let's start with the habit cycle. Right now, I wish I would have some kind of visual I could share with you because I think that in that way you would grasp this concept faster. So I want you to imagine a circle And at the top of the circle, you've got a word Q. And from the Q, you've got an arrow that leads to thought. Then you've got another arrow that leads to feeling. Then after a feeling, we've got an urge. Then we have an action. And at the end, we've got results that usually is also associated with the reward. So this is your habit cycle. And you need to understand each stage, each piece of this habit because you need to know how to break it and you can break it at different stages. Therefore, when you know this habit cycle, you can, ta- you can target different stages of the cycle. You can see how it unfolds. And when you figure out what is your unique habit cycle, you can start playing with it. And the question is, why do I call it a habit? Why do I call your binge eating episodes a habit? Well, I really like neutral approach. I think that when we call something a habit, it doesn't say whether it's a good habit, bad habit. It's just something that that is wired into your brain. So we take the shame away. And it also means that you have perfectly working brain because our brains were designed in a way that the habits should be wired pretty fast, that habits should be, some habits should be automatic to make our life easier. So if you have certain habits in your life, that also means that you have very well working brain. And every habit needs a cue, repetition, and a reward. So first we've got the, the cue, and usually uh, you repeated this cycle so many times that it, it became grooved into your brain as a neural pathway. And your brain also want, wants to keep that habit because it, it gives you some kind of reward. And I want you to imagine yourself walking in the forest. And I know that many people Many of you like this uh, analogy I often use on my social media platforms. So let's say that you are in the forest and you've got, you just walk through a path. And right now you would like to change this path. So you are taking different routes. So 
that means that you have to go through different bushes. Maybe there are high grasses there. So it's not as easy for you to walk through this forest if you are not walking through the beaten track. And this is what happens in your brain. So in the past, you have repeated a habit so many times that right now it is like a beaten track. However, when you want to rewire your brain, when you want to break this cycle, this habit cycle, when you want to change uh, the reaction you have to a cue, it is just like walking through a forest. It is very demanding. It is hard. uh, And of course, it would be easier to just go through the path that is already well established, but you are doing something, something new. And going off the beaten track consumes a lot of energy. The same with habits. Changing the habit, rewiring it, changing your reaction, it is also very energy consuming. Another question you may ask yourself is, does it matter what started this habit? Well, it may or may not matter. Uh, I will be honest with you, with some people it matters what started this habit and in some people it doesn't because in some people the initial cause that started this binge eating habit is, is already resolved but those people are still stuck with the, this habit anyways. So they resolved the initial, initial uh, issue but the habit stayed with them. And usually it happens uh, in this way. You felt uncomfortable, you felt some uncomfortable feelings and you used food to to better your mood and your brain received a reward. So now your brain created some kind of associations. For example, when we experience this uncomfortable emotion and we use food, therefore we've got a relief and relief is our reward. So you repeated it so many times that it became a habit. The next question you may ask yourself, like, why do you keep this habit? Well, for your brain, habits are important for for survival. When we do things automatically, therefore we are burning less energy, we don't have to be conscious while doing them, and it is pretty important that we can do some things without thinking, because even thinking, making decisions, it all consumes a lot of energy, so when our responses are automatic, it's better for our survival because we it consumes less energy. And this makes humans very, very efficient. The other reason why you keep this habit is because it is rewarding. Most of the things we are doing, they are very uh, rewarding. And even the things that you wouldn't really consider rewarding. So for example, one of the habits you have is walking because you can move your move your legs without really thinking about it. And you may ask yourself, like, what are you talking about? Like, walking, it is not rewarding. Quite the opposite. Walking is very, is, is rewarding. It gives you a dopamine boost because you can walk to explore different things. And we are very often looking for a novelty. You may not really experience this rewarding uh, feeling, but... Let me ask you, how do you feel when you cannot walk? Let's say that you are sick and maybe you've got both legs in a cast and you have to sit on a sofa. You are going to miss walking because walking 
was so enjoyable for you. You can explore, you can do different things while walking. And only when uh, walking is sort of forbidden for you, then you only notice what kind of huge benefit you had from this habit of walking. When it's taken away from you, you can appreciate it more. Uh, As you can see, many habits have some kind of function. Also, your binge eating habit, it also has a function. So if you want to break this habit, rewire it and uh, forget about like binging on food, you have to also figure out what kind of benefits you get from binging and you have to find a new ways to give yourself these benefits without using food. The other reason why you keep this binge eating habit is because it is wired mainly in your primitive brain. So urges to binge, urges for extra food, they come from the primitive part of your brain and this part of the brain is responsible for most automatic responses and survival. So your lower brain treats this habit as a matter of life and death because this is the role of this part of the brain. Also, food gives you a huge dopamine spike, especially highly processed food or other artificial things. They do cause higher dopamine spike in your in your reward system when we would compare them to natural sources of, of pleasure. So artificial things will cause bigger dopamine spike and because the dopamine spike is higher, therefore your brain perceives it as something really necessary for your survival. Now the most important question, how to change this habit? Well, first of all, you have to get to know it. You can't change things that you don't even know about. That's why it's sometimes good to listen to feedback from other people because they may notice something that you're doing that you don't even acknowledge. Maybe your partner told you about some weird habit of yours and you didn't even know that you were doing it. Maybe you are at the gym and you always um, exercise in the same way. You have some kind of weird squat technique and you wouldn't know that it's weird if the personal trainer wouldn't point it out to you. So very often we need somebody from the outside to point out what we are doing wrong because we are not aware of it. For example, I am a horse rider and I am also a horse riding instructor. So I tell other people how they should ride their horses. So I have this theoretical knowledge. But when I sit on a horse, I think that I am doing everything perfectly. But then other instructor from the ground can actually point out many things that I'm doing wrong or that I can improve. So very often we need this external eye to tell us what we are doing wrong or what we could improve. And this awareness gives us the opportunity to change it. Therefore, to change your habit, first of all, you have to get to know it. Secondly, you have to approach it in a very curious way and non-judgmental way like really take your emotions aside if you are going to blame yourself if you are going to call yourself names for binge eating it's going to be very hard for you to get rid of this habit because it's going to be very emotionally charged habit for you and we know that brain remembers better uh, events that are emotionally charged Therefore, it's better to approach your binge eating habit just like you would be 
an observer. Just observe yourself and really study what you are doing. Be curious about what you're doing. And please don't tell me that, oh, my habit just happened. No, 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 no. This is your excuse to do not work on it. I know that it feels like, oh, it just happens. But you have to slow down. Slow down your habit uh, in order to change it. Try to stay aware. Work on your mindfulness skills to really be able to notice the first signs that you are getting into this habit cycle. I agree. Maybe right now you don't have consciousness about you know, how you perform this habit. But I think that it also means that you don't have consciousness yet. You can gain it. You can gain consciousness around your binge eating habit cycle. Now important part, how to rewire this habit. And I know that many people approach it in a way that, oh, you should just avoid the cue. And let me tell you, that sometimes work, but abstinence may not really work. It doesn't really break the habit because it never gives you the opportunity to rewire your brain. So avoiding cues doesn't extinguish the habit. Because if we would come back to the analogy with the forest, abstinence means that you never walk into the forest. You are never in, in the forest. You, you stop before you enter, enter the forest. And if you want to rewire this habit, you have to go into the forest. And when you notice that you are going with the very well-established uh, path, you have to take a turn and take the harder route. You have to go off the beaten path. Maybe you think right now that it is impossible for you to rewire this habit, but I want you to look for the evidence that it is possible. I'm pretty sure that you had in the past some nasty habits that you got rid of. Maybe you were biting your nails or maybe as a kid you were doing something uh, something nasty, but right now you got rid of this habit. It is totally possible. My good example I came up with is me thinking in English. So I was raised in Poland. Most of my years on this planet, I spent talking uh, and thinking in Polish. And at some point, late in my 20s, I started thinking in English. Guys, this is mind-blowing. My 20 plus uh, years habit of thinking in Polish is slowly replaced by a habit of thinking in English. It is crazy. I know this is this is a mental habit. It's not really behavioral habit, but but still I think that that it counts. And it also and it also shows you that you can totally change your thoughts. <laughs> so again, to rewire your binge eating habit, you have to binge to break this habit. Every binging episode is the opportunity to change this habit. And now I need to tell you about one of my clients. So that was probably a year ago. I was working with this uh, one lady and from the first day we started working together, she stopped binging. She even didn't have urges to binge. And for the whole couple of weeks, months, because usually my program lasts at least three months. So during these three months, 
She didn't have any binge eating episodes. She didn't have any urges. We were working also on other things connected to to her disordered thinking about her body, food, and so on. But in general, she didn't have uh, she didn't have binging episode, and also she didn't have uh, urges. And the problem is that after the program ended, she binged. She was back into her uh, habit. Because during that, during our time working together, we were working on intuitive eating approach. All was good. But at the same time, we didn't have the opportunity to rewire this habit. And this moment, I understood that binging during recovery is pretty important. You have to uh, binge in order to stop binge eating. I know it sounds a little bit crazy and counterintuitive, but that's the truth. So this is something that I did later with other clients. When they didn't experience any, any binging episodes for a long time, or maybe they didn't have any urges, I recommended triggering it. I recommended, you know, getting into the situations that usually would trigger the binge, uh, but also in like more controllable situations, we were trying to trigger an urge so that they have the opportunity to react differently to urge and also to break, break this binge eating uh, habit. And I also think that this is uh, the reason why intuitive approach may be a little bit problematic because uh, you never break this uh, binging habit. So, of course, if the process of intuitive eating goes well, then no problem. You probably will just change your relationship with food and you naturally won't ever have urges uh, to binge or use food in uh, to cope with feelings and so on. So if the intuitive process, uh, intuitive eating process goes well, everything is well. But if something goes wrong, if something goes sideways, your problem with binge eating can come back because you've never really rewired it. And in order to rewire your habit, you also have to decide what the new habit cycle will be like. And remember, brain doesn't discriminate. Whether something is good or bad, this this doesn't matter. The discrimination between good or bad in the brain, it doesn't exist. What matters is whether the behavior is rewarding or not rewarding. As many neuroscientists would say, what gets rewarded gets repeated. So you need to decide how do you want to rewire your binge eating habit? How do you want to react when you see a cue? What kind of thought you want to have? Uh, what kind of feelings you would like to create? How are you going to react when an urge going to appear? And what kind of action you will perform that will be equally rewarding so that your brain feels like, oh yeah, we were rewarded for this habit cycle, for this rewired habit, and we want to continue doing it because it's, it feels good. It is rewarded. Couple of important things at the end I would like to add. First of all, that breaking a binge eating habit can happen at any stage of this habit. So let's say that, okay, you binged, but you can still change this habit by, for example, forgiving yourself and not beating yourself up. Maybe by not restricting after uh, binge eating. Maybe after a binge, you got curious about uh, your experience and you uh, took a different approach. You weren't like uh, very emotionally involved with that, but you, you, you decided to be the observer of the situation. You decided to analyze it and maybe you moved on quicker. So you can still 
break binge eating habit after a binge by changing how you react to your binging. Another important thing I want you to know is that once you stop rewarding urges, your brain will slowly stop producing them. Of course, it doesn't happen from uh, it doesn't happen overnight, but slowly and surely your brain will stop producing those urges because primitive brain wants to be efficient and wants to conserve energy. So there's no point in sending all of those urges to binge if they are never rewarded. Another important thing I want you to remember is that your thoughts fuel your urges. I'm pretty sure I already talked about that in the episode about trigger foods, in the section about the desire. And this is very important because sure, you can be abstinent from sugar or from processed foods, but you can still fuel your urges with your thinking. And what kind of sentences that would be? Something along the lines, but I want it. This looks so tasty. It sucks that I cannot have it, that I have to say no. I feel so deprived. There's a possibility that you will have those urges to binge, but you are not going to reward them. But if you are going to use willpower to to go through urges, it is possible that your desire will be still there. So the goal is to break your habit cycle, but also by changing how you think about the cue. So after the cue, you have to decide what do you want to think to lower the desire. This is what many people want to do. They want to just say no after an urge. After an urge to binge, they want to perform no action. But the real real solution is to rewire your habit cycle, but maybe at those beginning stages, change your thought, change what you are thinking about the cue, about your so-called trigger food. Change the internal dialogue, change your desire for that food. And how are we going to rewire those thoughts? Well, we change them one step at a time. Of course, it is very hard to go from one thought to the opposite thought. So we are just going, uh, we are going through a process of gradual transformation of those thoughts to make sure that they are believable and so on. But this is not uh, today's, this is not the topic for today. Okay, guys, that will be all what I wanted to share with you today about the habit cycle. But please stay with me because I've got a bonus for you. So today's episode was uh, in general about the habit cycle. Maybe in the future we are going to explore, explore it more. But I also didn't want to go too deep today because I think that each one of you have their own unique uh, binge eating habit cycle. Therefore, I created a, a brilliant worksheet called your habit cycle. And this worksheet can really help you to get deeper into your habit, to bring it to the surface. If right now you feel like binge eating habit just happens to you and it's automatic, you need to bring it to the surface in order to change it. You need to gain some awareness around it. And this worksheet can help you achieve that. It is very thorough and my clients love it. So usually I give 
those kind of freebies for free. And this is funny because people are always very suspicious. I think that they think that maybe I'm going to send them a link to like a landing page and they will have to give me an email so that I can spam them. I also was asked like a couple of times like, oh, how much for that? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's really for free. Like... <laughs> And this is why I don't mind sharing stuff for free. I just believe that this energy will come back to me. And I'm all about providing value. Actually, my last coach I hired, he advertised his services as a coaching for heart-centered coaches. And I really loved it. And he taught us much about, you know, leading with value, over-delivering, giving people results ahead of time. So I just internalized his message. And this is how I want my business to look like. I really want to provide uh, value to people. Okay, I was just portraying myself as this philanthropist who likes to give for free. <laughs> and now I'm telling you that well, actually, this one is not completely for free. <laughs> okay, so if you want to get this Your Habit Cycle worksheet, all you have to do is leave a review on iTunes, screenshot it for me uh, and send it. You can send it on Instagram or you can send it to my email at uh, bingeproofbrain at gmail.com. Show me the proof that you wrote a review and then I'm going to send you your habit cycle worksheet for free. Thank you so much for listening you guys. I hope that this episode was helpful and now go ahead, go to iTunes, leave a review, make a picture of it or screenshot, then show it to me so that I can send you this your habit cycle worksheet and it's gonna be life-changing for you. I know that for sure. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinch Proof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinch Proof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.